Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Mark Spector will join us live tomorrow at Rogers Place from 1230 to 130. All-Star Weekend in the American Hockey League, so we'll push Jay Woodcroft back a bit as well since we couldn't do him last week. They had a game on Monday, and then they had a little bit of an issue with Brandon Manning that had to be dealt with on Tuesday, so that moved Jay all the way to Thursday's show. Uh, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. For the menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. All right. Uh, (laughs) Mike from Calgary, Bob. He texts us on our Ashley Five Floors text line at 7804960063. And that is also our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 7804960063. Mike from Calgary. After watching the documentary, I have a new appreciation, or maybe more like uh, skepticism, for the phrase, no news is good news. Thankfully, it all worked out. But I think like many Oilers fans last summer, there was a gut feel something was up. We're all very fortunate and hopefully get to enjoy a fun run to the playoff spot. Let's go Oilers. That comes to us from uh, Mike in Calgary. Uh well, Brendan, I mean, you filled in for two weeks. I know you had people. That's right around the time everything picked up because of uh, the biosteel camp that was going on and the fact that Connor wasn't on the ice. No news was good news. Uh, appreciation or skepticism? No news is good news. This changes things a bit, doesn't it? It does. And there was no getting around that, unfortunately. And people, you know what? I saw a lot of this yesterday in the wake of the Kobe Bryant news as well, Bob. It seems like people are trying to be a little bit more skeptical about first reports that they hear. They're making a concerted effort, people that I wouldn't otherwise see. Because as somebody who just came out of journalism, well, that's taught. You think critically about everything you see because it's very important to be accurate. But a lot of the people that I see on Twitter are still taking these same ideas and saying, okay, well, you know, even though I'm not a journalist, I still want to corroborate this, essentially, is what I would call it. CNN was really delayed yesterday. Like, ESPN had already reported that Kobe was involved uh, in the helicopter accident. Uh, CNN was very, they were were several 
probably half hour to 45 minutes after ESPN mm-hmm. had already uh, reported it. So just to put a bow on that, if I may, I mean, like people should be skeptical about anything that they hear in the first place. That's, to me, a good starting point, but this does change it moving forward in the sports world. You know, uh, which is why I don't BS you on this show, and I say I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group, because sometimes you got to follow the money. You know, sometimes there's guys that... Uh, you know, cover certain sports, and 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 maybe there's a little bit of. I mean, look no further than FIFA. <laughs> you ever watch John Oliver on FIFA back in 2014 and 2015? I mean, there's your primary example right there, right? We all know. I mean, there there are people that believe that Germany, you know, the not Rumenega, but Beckenbauer was tied to, to to some payouts with Germany in 2006. What about South Africa in 2010? Uh, obviously, Russia in 2018 and Qatar in 2022. And that sort of was lent itself to the United States uh, finally caring about a sport that they don't give a crap about and laying down a whole bunch of indictments in, what year was that, 2015? Where they, you know, who was it? Blazer, was that his name? The guy out of the, he's dead now. Uh, American fellow that was like the number two for CONCACAF and there was some guy in Trinidad that had all the power in CONCACAF, right? So, uh, you know, I'm not going to get all, uh, you know, Hollywood on you here, but that's uh, appreciation or skepticism for the phrase no news is good news. And again, hey man, I work for the Oilers Entertainment Group. I did not know that McDavid's injury was as serious as... Uh, we found out during the course of it. Now, there's some some of you are taking issues to the comments that others are making about Mark Giordano. James from Penticton says, uh, "Check that." Well, we, we got to yeah. James says, "Bob, look at the hit by Giordano, and you'll notice it's almost like a chop block to the knees." See, I don't think it was a dirty hit, Brendan. I got to tell you, I do think that he's involved in a lot of highly competitive plays, and if I were a player. I would play highly competitive against him. So you know what? Sorry, you don't get the benefit. If if I'm going in the corner with you and there's a chance to bounce you into the boards, I'm going to bounce you. Like, knowing that that's the way Giordano play. I'm not saying he's dirty. I'm saying he's highly competitive. There's a difference. Uh, Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. There's another one here, real good one. Uh, Bob, for those who are... Oh, Brandon, this is driving me nuts, this new system. Uh, For those that are saying, come on, come on, where did it go? Geo needs to pay a price. Give your head a shake. What was Giordano supposed to do? Let Connor score? He made a defensive play that unfortunately injured McDavid. Both are driven players. Both are good at their job. Injuries will happen. That text comes in. And that's... So is it a dirty play? Not at all. And even upon my initial impression, I did not think that was a dirty play. But you look at... Even if Connor felt like it was, you certainly didn't show it on Saturday night playing on the line with Leon and, and Giordano the whole time. There might be some guys that would say, why is he driving to the net like that in game number 82 of the season? There might be some. Now, most of those would be Calgary fans, you know. But, uh, you know, I will say this. When you're in the building and Jack Meir doing the call of that game, it was a pall instantly when it happened. Everybody knew, uh-oh, this isn't good. Just like when Connor, you know, uh, when Brandon Manning. Like, I, <laughs> Jerry Johansson represents Brandon Manning. I'll say it once, I'll say it 800 times. Brandon Manning is not a good enough player to purposely hurt Connor McDavid on the play that he did. Okay? 
It's not a good enough player to do that. Like, he didn't mean to. Now, did he use that to his advantage, and was there some chirpage after? Well, I think we have saw last week with Brandon that sometimes things get said in the heat of the moment, and there is lots of other guys that have done and said uh, things that they wish they could take back. Uh, I do on probably a daily basis on the show, so maybe not quite to that degree. But, no, but, you know, like in terms of, you know, would you yeah, – and, and that's – some have said, Bob, why would Pete Chiarelli even test the hockey gods and something like that and bring the one player in the league that Brandon, uh, Connor McDavid's ever had an issue with? That is a duly noted fair comment, uh, I would suggest to you. Uh, another text comes in, Bob. The, he didn't mean to do it, does not cut it. Players need to be responsible for their actions. Hockey player or not, diving at the feet of a player in a meaningless comp- game, competitive as you may be, is not respecting a fellow players. Very few players mean to hurt another player. However, they need to be responsible regardless. Big Day in the Bridge says, hey, Bob, uh, Stoff, extremely disappointed. Oh, what's he extremely disappointed about? That Drysaddle and Connor didn't wear flame sweaters and Ninja Turtle hats till the All-Star game. Big Day in the Bridge. Is that Lethbridge? I don't know. WS has texted the show to say, Bob, how about Russell and Pogliarvi for Eric Halla? Would be a perfect third-line center and have chemistry with James Neal. Opens up a spot for Benson on Connor's line from WS. Eric Halla, recently a scratch of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, big fan of his, but not all the way back. I uh, had significant. I forget if it was ACL or MCL surgery. Not all the way back. Often takes guys a year. Again. It's just crazy when you think of what McDavid accomplished. Would I have time for Eric Halla, who's an unrestricted free agent? At the end of, yes, I would. Do I think Carolina's going to trade him? No. That said, there's there's something going on with Halla in Carolina right now. I'll have to look into it. This text comes into us, uh, who says, "Hey Bob, it's Dan. I was shocked at how bad Connor's injury was, and it's a testament." to his dedication and commitment uh, to his teammates and the game, and yes, the fans. Listening to his parents, you could see where he gets it from. As far as the Oilers keeping it under wraps, could you imagine the circus it would have caused if the media knew? Good on the Oilers for keeping it hidden. As for Giordano, I don't believe for a second it was dirty. As for Wednesday, I believe I believe the league has done their best uh, to neuter the Battle of the Alberta, um, given that uh, Peros uh, is in town. Uh, Zach's chance will come. Kachuk will only hide for so long. Uh, thanks for uh, the great show on the class documentary. Well, I had absolutely nothing to do with the documentary. So that was, and uh, the great show, some days are okay, some days they're not so good. Giordano's hit was dirty. How many times do you see an arm go under someone's skates, especially in that situation? I've never seen it. Stick, yes. Arm, no. He basically threw himself under Connor. 
Giordano couldn't let Connor go. Another texter says in Cassian and Dry Settle were right there. They knew Mark wasn't in tra- intentionally trying to hurt Connor. It's a fast game, and no one's faster than Connor. That's the game. Them's the risks. Watch it in real speed. Slow is always the wrong way to watch any incident. Things on the ice happen at a high speed. How fast can you think? There you go. Um, people, boy, this is an interesting one, eh? The amount of diversity of opinion on this. And still, like months, almost a year after it yeah. happened. Uh, the Haas says, when you throw yourself at the feet of a guy traveling at that speed, it's dirty. The league, however, thinks it's only a deuce in the box. Did he even get a minor on the play? I can't even remember. I don't even care after what happened. Like, we're just, you know what? It just sucked the life out of the building because you knew, <laughs> you knew it wasn't good. And as it turned out, you didn't realize how bad it really was. Excellent text coming in on today's show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Bob, maybe George Peros is coming to the game because he's a fan too and wants to see a highly competitive game. By the way, Brendan, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Frank Cervelli from TSN uh, at during the Gary Bettman availability asked Gary, you know, you've had fans complain about decisions being made Um from NHL player safety, sometimes managers, but what's it like to hear from players such as Matthew Perot and Zach Gassian express their disappointment in the uh, decisions being made by NHL player safety and how they handled situations, how they felt they weren't protected. And Bettman did not look happy at all. Did not look happy when that question was asked. You know, that's a good point here. Can we talk about the women's game? Did you not like the use of black stripe to follow the puck? I, well, I don't know about you. I don't need the black stripe. But, no. But I, got, I want to talk about that. That was awesome. The, the women's game was awesome. They took advantage of that in every way they could. They had the right players on the ice. I mean, Marie-Philippe Poulin, pound for pound, one she's, of the most exciting players I've ever she's, seen. She's the most skilled. She's incredible. But the, there's just a different moxie. You can see the chip on their shoulder when they're on the ice, Bob. You've got uh, Monique, La- or sorry, Jocelyn Lamoureux out there, and she's going behind her back and through her legs and stuff. They did a really good job of it, and I hope it continues. Oh, no, it was highly competitive, right? So here's my thing. Edmonton's going to get an all-star game. Maybe in two years, maybe in three years. I got an idea, though, okay? Here's what I think they should do with the All-Star game. Ready for this, Brendan? Cut the BS. Fastest skater, most accurate shooter, and breakaway challenge. Okay? Those are the three skills. Then we do the women's game, three-on-three, and we do a 16-and-under game. Kids not in major junior hockey, Okay. So Canada, U.S., 16 and under, because basically, I guess you could play as a 16-year-old, so maybe 14, 15, whatever. Do Canada, do the best available kids that age and have them go three-on-three and go at it. How's that? Like a futures showcase. Yes. I've I've heard like rookie versus sophomore thrown out there. I mean, I I don't know like logistically what it would look like. they, They used to have the rookie game and the boys had a pretty good time and didn't take it too seriously. I know a player that played in it and 
you know, the general perception was those guys felt that they had to at least match because obviously, other than David Perron and Jonathan Huberto, nobody played with the same competitiveness in the three. Did you notice how competitive Perron was? He wasn't screwing around, but he was on the ice. He was lifting guys' sticks and backtracking on guys. It was pretty good. I was gonna, that's David Perron for you, too. Well, for all the uh, the attention that Petrangelo and O'Reilly were getting the entire evening, I guess he had to stand out a little bit. There you go. 148 at Edmonton. We'll get to this day in order. History when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. Fully expect Mike Smith to start against the Calgary Flames on Wednesday night at Rogers Place. That game is, uh, I believe, sold out. There might be a couple stragglers available. Check out EdmontonOilers.com for more information. To this day in Oilers history at 1:50 in Edmonton for New West Travel. Join Oilers Now on our roadie to Chicago in March. Reach out to NewWestTravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. Back in 1993, Ron Tugnut makes 37 saves as the Oilers and Red Wings skate to a 2-2 draw. Zdeno Seeger and Brent Gilchrist score for the Oilers on that one. I had a comical moment with uh, Zdeno Seeger at the 1991 Canada Cup in uh, Saskatoon. 25-year-old broadcaster at the time, Brendan. How's that? Not a bad experience, eh? Broadcasting <laughs> Canada Cup games at 25. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Brent Gilchrist, former Kelowna Rocket. Dan, you can... Uh, Oh, the orders have just made it official right now. They have uh, people ask about Matt Benning. He has officially uh, been recalled defenseman uh, Matt Benning from Bakersfield where he was on LTIR, long-term injured reserve conditioning loan. So there you have it. All right. iMac has texted the show to say, uh, funny to see Mike Smith almost SWAT 97 in that documentary, then realize he was hurt. That one comes to us from uh, iMac. Um, Bob, the NHL was smart putting the women's game in the middle of the skills competition. If it was at the end, more than half the arena would have been empty. Well, then they would have missed a hell of a game. That's all I'm going to tell you. It was a good game. I mean, the, the it's you know what? It's unbelievable how much better women's hockey was is today than it was 20 years ago. And you want to know why it's way better? Because 20 years ago, you had a lot of girls that morphed into women's hockey, and they came from sports like soccer and volleyball. And today, girls grow up playing hockey from the time that they're six, and they're damn good, and they're skilled. It's uh, it's way better uh, than ever before. Uh, Bob, what are you going to do to mandate that they're going to have to play uh, with men, that men's leagues are going to have to have a certain amount of women playing? I don't... I don't see that. I mean, you know what? If a woman's good enough to play on a men's team in a various division, so what? Go play. Who cares? Does that happen? In, I mean, surely there's got to be at some, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I played as high as Division One and as low as Division Six. okay? The Division Six team that I played with, every girl on the Pandas hockey team would be better than basically every skater on the entire team, so... I, I sh- Brendan, do you think there's women playing right now in uh, in uh, Division three, four, five, and six? There might be some women playing on some of those teams, aren't there? Or are they not allowed? To- no, I think there definitely is. Even here in North America, you've got people like Shannon Sabados who did the East Coast League, and she's probably the most notorious example off the top of my head. But yeah. there's there's others out there. All right, Bob, for the All-Star game, it should be East versus West, and the winner gets home ice advantage throughout the Stanley Cup Finals like they do in Major League Baseball uh, or do an All-Stars versus the Stanley Cup champions at the end of the year. Eh, 
I don't know about that. Uh, again, you can text us at uh, 780-496-0063. What are you doing? You just coming in here saying hi, okay? Well, pop pop a headset on then, Reed Wilkins, and say hi to the uh, multitude of some would say thousands and some would say hundreds. And just can, just an option if you want me. That's uh, well, all. well, you, I mean, you walk right in here like you own the place, and you do. For, <laughs> by the way, can you do something about the headsets in here? Like what's, this, r- what's wrong with them? Well, some days there's they're not here. Other days they seem to be going missing. Like where do I go to? Do I go? To, what's that other station? That I, they, I, they I don't, don't know where they go. That, uh, do you have a cold? There, there's always one. You here got for a little me. bit. Of, you got a little bit of a pitch uh, going on in your voice. You got a little bit of a head cold going. Yeah, no, no big deal. All right, what do you got coming up tonight? Dude, that's such a that home ice advantage for winning the All Star game. And by the way, baseball doesn't do that anymore. Baseball now does the best record. Okay. Gets home field for the World Series. I, I don't like that idea at all. Didn't like it. Phil Fear the Finn has nonstop been texting me all show. How about that Tomash Hurtle? Hey, he's a really good player. He was the MVP of the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Good. Likes Bieber. Does he? Well, yeah, he wore the. He wore the Bieber. Well, I don't know if he likes him, but he, he, he put played the mask great. On. He played. I don't know how the heck he didn't win the MVP. Since when do we give the MVP to losing teams? What's going on here? Well, it could have happened. It's happened a few times. Could have probably should have happened another time. What do you got, Ted? Depending on the, the event. It's going to be good tonight. Uh, Inside Sports is live from West Edmonton Mall. Oh. The Oilers are practicing there from 4 to 5, autographs from uh, from 6 to 8. So I'll be doing the show live from the home, the from the from mall. Uh, we'll have the latest from the Oilers practice, uh, a lot of uh, remembrances of of, uh, of Kobe Bryant as well. Yeah, it was uh, tough. Did you ever, how many times did you get to see him play live? Just that one time. Just, just the one time I tweeted about. Okay. Yeah, it was, well, it was during the All-Star break uh, four years ago. Oh. And the, the Lakers were terrible. They The, yeah. the Bulls beat them handily. Uh, it was one of those games the Bulls were up 12 to 15 points most of the game. Could have beat them by 40 if they wanted to, but just did enough to stay ahead. And every time... Kobe touched the ball. That was the only reason people were there. I mean, the yeah. Lakers were 9-39 and 39 I after think that game. Tom Gazzola said yesterday that Jack, myself, and Tom, and it was a corporate event that we had with the Oilers, I think that was the second last, because he got 60 in his last game, took like 50 shots. Right. Right? But I think we saw him in his second last home game. But again, for me, because uh, back in the days before I started doing the Oilers, I used to do one sports trip a year, and we uh, we pulled off the, uh, the Lakers on Friday night, and then USC, UCLA Saturday, and then the uh, the uh, Chargers on Sunday and uh, against the Broncos when Plummer was with the Broncos and Reggie Bush and Matt Leinart were with USC at that time. They won the national championship that year. But, man, Lakers, it was like when you're like row eight. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, And, and I'll, I'll always owe Jack Hookson uh, a high five for that one because uh, we didn't. he just goes, hey, I got, I got us some tickets to the game. So we, we, he didn't tell us where the tickets were and then we started walking lower and lower, and we're like, holy crap, we're like, yeah. and then looking behind us, there's Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Clothed, I hope? Well, you... <laughs> that was my question but, too, Reed. <laughs> but it, Does he go naked that often on the stage? Often enough. I think, yeah, I think it's quite often. Oh, really? But, yeah, to, to see It's obviously left an indelible impression on both of your minds. It, it, just to see how, how revered Kobe was by yes, the fan base. Yes. And, and, I mean, it's interesting... What's what's one, that one line a lot of people say about the NBA? The history of the NBA is actually the history of the Lakers and the Celtics, yeah. and Kobe's performance and five championships sure. is uh, is a part of that. And I, and I sort of remember him more 
as a player when he was younger, part of that three-peat with he and Shaq and, sure. and Jackson coaching, and they seemed almost unbeatable. I think the year we saw him was the year Shaq had left. I think he left after 04, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds about right, yeah. In around that time. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing and breeding industry in the province of Alberta. Thank you to everybody who participated. Lots of you sent in a lot of texts. I apologize. Couldn't get to them all. Keep it coming. Uh, we're going to have some fun here over the course of this week. Starting Wednesday, 32 games in 63 days for the Edmonton Oilers. You up for it? You better be up for it. Let's get after it. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chat Afternoons with Jayla and I. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.